Hello, 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 and welcome to a special episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. Hope everyone's having a wonderful Sunday. Uh, I know I don't typically do shows on Sunday, but I, I felt like, uh, you know, I, I wanted to hit a certain day for my 100th episode, so I was able to sneak in some really awesome guests for a Sunday, uh, and fortunately for me, it was like one of the only times that they could do a show with me as well. Uh, for you guys who don't know... Uh, my good friend Karen Ann Harlos was physically removed from the Libertarian National Committee today as a secretary uh, by a bunch of absolute cowards. And so uh, I made a statement that if the person who was running for vice chair voted to remove her, I would consider that my announcement for uh, vice chair of the Libertarian National Committee. So today I did, uh, uh, unfortunately... Uh, announce my run for Libertarian Party uh, vice chair. So if you guys want to support me, try to find me on Twitter or something like that. I'll let you know how you can help uh, by becoming a delegate, supporting the travel fund for uh, state conventions because I'm going to have to make it to some state conventions and bust out the suits again. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but let's talk about some sponsors. Of course, we have TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, uh, where you can get this great read Mises Not Mark shirt that I'm wearing today. For a 10% discount by using BTC at checkout. Uh, or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star, or become a member of the YouTube channel today to uh, get into a private Discord server where you get all of Top Lofts' brand new gear two weeks before it goes to the general public at like a 30% discount. Really worth it, I promise you. And of course, AnthemPlanning.com, the, uh, the, the executive producers of the show for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today, see what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has sucked at uh, historically much cheaper and much more efficiently. I am going to get uh, that ad for them soon. I, I got two days off coming up, so I'm going to spend some time doing some editing and see if I can get a nice little video ad going for them. Uh, they're amazing people, though. Seriously, love them to death. Please go check them out and see what they can do for you. Uh, guys, we got an awesome show for you today. Very, very excited. Uh, they had me on, coincidentally enough, uh, last time I hung out with these two, I was on their show uh, several months ago, and I actually announced that I was running for chairman of the Libertarian National Committee back then, uh, and then uh, decided I wasn't running for a Libertarian National Committee chair because I had a lot going on, and uh, there, you know, Angela McArdle stepped up. I thought she was great. Uh, but then today, I'm having them on my show, and it just happens to be the day that I announced for vice chair. They are uh, Shane and Nico from the Hoppetarians. How are you doing? We're doing okay. How are you? Well, you know, I can't, I can't complain. <laughs> they're here. To, they're here to awkward it up for you guys. Yes. Yeah, it's it's uh, kind of awkward because I haven't been on a podcast or anything since like April. Mm -hmm. So like me talking into a camera now, even though I'm talking to you, like it's just weird. Sure. sure. Well, you guys just had the baby. Uh, yeah. Pretty, pretty recent. I mean, it's, it's been what, about a month? Uh, about two months, actually. It's been two months. I'm so bad with time. It just yeah. flies. I got seven of them, so it's like you know, no the the existence of time makes means nothing to me whatsoever. I just have no idea. You know, you know, like now that we have one child, like I can't imagine having seven. Like I'm sorry, like I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine having seven. It's uh, it's and and two of them, you know, two of them are babies. So uh, it gets it gets pretty damn wild. Uh. Thankfully, my my granddaughter, who's the other baby, has a mom, my daughter, but she's 16, you know, so we still provide what we can. Um, and so it's uh, it can be it can be pretty interesting. But guys, you know, we start the show off usually on my show talking about your journey to libertarianism. I imagine you guys might have a separate journey to, to you know, this liberty based stuff. I don't know. Uh, but do you guys want to do you guys want to talk about your journey to liberty? 
Um, well, I guess for me, uh, I kind of got into it with, um, I don't know, a lot of people say, oh, I got into it with uh, Ron Paul and, and the, the whole Ron Paul movement or, or whatever you want to call it, uh, Ron Paul revolution. Uh, but that's not my, that wasn't my road. Uh, my road was actually uh, part of the problem with Dave Smith and also, I guess, in a lesser extent, Michael Malice, because I know some of the episodes that he was a guest on and continues to be on Dave's show really like kind of lit a light bulb on top of my head. Like, oh, yeah, I haven't thought of it like that before. I always thought of it as Republican and Democrat, and that's it. I never thought of a third party or no parties at all or anarchist or anarchy or anything like that. I didn't even thought of it like that. So just hearing their viewpoints and their opinions on the world around us kind of lit the fuse for me. And then uh, it just went downhill from there. (laughs) (laughs) Downhill. Exactly. What about you, Nico? Um, So I guess I always kind of leaned libertarian, but I was more conservative before, like, I guess in general. Um, And and before that, even more like, well, I don't know. I had like a weird journey. Like when I was, a teenager I was more like a neocon just because like that's kind of like how my dad was at the time Mm -hmm. and then um when I got into college I became like a liberal feminist so there's that and then after that I went back to being more conservative um but then when I met Shane then he kind of I guess red-pilled me because he introduced me to uh Dave Smith and Michael Malice and um other like anarchists and then I think I'm now more anarchist than you. Yeah, which you're is pretty, weird. You're pretty based. You're definitely one of the yeah. one of the most based Twitter accounts I follow for, follow for sure. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. Did did you did you do you ever get um uh, jealous that she has more Twitter followers than you, Shane? No, I mean she tweets a lot more than I do. So you know, of, of course, I, I think whenever she tweets, it's just like uh, it's like snap type of thing like damn i didn't realize she was gonna tweet something that crazy or based or whatever well the problem is is like i always tweet stuff without thinking about it yeah so then you're always you always point out like oh you just misspelled this or i I don't know i'm like a weird i know for some people it's like who gives a shit but for me it's like oh yeah you for you misspelled this word or you forgot to put something in there i don't know i'm a weird grammar nazi which he'll he'll do you think grammar is a game Uh, yeah exactly it's like (laughs) come on he'll come up with a tweet and then he'll wait like two days to tweet yeah, it. I'm like, one, I, I'm I gotta those, yeah, it. I'm one of those. I'm one of those people that has to reread it. Kind of okay. Did I get everything right? I'm like, it doesn't am matter I, that much. Am I not? You know, did I get my information right, or, or or am I kind of conveying what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I'm one of those people that takes forever to tweet out one. So when you see when you see a tweet of mine, just know that I probably looked at it for about a couple hours before I went. Okay, that's fine. I'll go ahead and tweet it now. That's yeah. probably why I'm stuck at where I'm at in the followers. And she says, "Climbing, going, going." <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I uh I actually I I send the majority of my tweets like when I first get to work. So I get to work at like five thirty in the morning usually. And between mm-hmm. 5.30 and 8.30 a.m. is when I, I send out most of my tweets. And I like I literally be sitting at my desk and then think of something and just type it up and press send and then go do some work and then yeah. come back and be like, oh, shit, I like spelled something wrong or you know what I mean? Like I do it all the time. And then by that point, it's already been retweeted so many times. It's like, what's the what's the point? 
you know, of chain right. yeah. You know, it's like so then I just make like a little correction in the comments, like, oh, by the way, I knew that how to spell this. I promise. I'm not that dumb. Okay, I know, I know how to spell. I, I, I know I play a big dumb animal on TV, but I'm really not that stupid. I promise. Uh, so so let's t- you guys are brand new parents, right? First first yeah. child. Uh, how's that? As far as going? I know, yeah. As yeah, far as I know, yeah, yeah. I know, I know the feeling, buddy. How? How? Uh, how is? How, be easy to know for us. Yeah, no, I'm joking. He, he meant before you, Nico. <laughs> no, I mean like because of our our infertility story. Right? Oh, do you guys have an infer? I didn't know. You- oh, I did. Maybe I did read about did that you- before. Maybe you did. I don't know. Um, but we did. We have. I mean, we've been pretty open about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we struggled with infertility for a year and a half before we. Had our baby. Oh wow, so. that's really yeah. cool. And then, and then your little guy uh, came a little early. Yeah, yeah. born right. at thirty-five weeks, so we didn't really have any time to prepare. Yeah, it just kind of yeah. kind of happened. I, I actually, mm-hmm. it's funny. I went back on my TikTok uh, from when Mateo, my son, was born, um, and like a week before he was born, it was like like a couple days to the due date. And I there's I actually have a tweet or a TikTok of me talking to him through Julia's belly saying, come on, buddy, it's time. Let's go. We're ready. Cause he was so big mm. that, and yeah. she, and she's so small, you know, she's, she's like five foot even like, that's what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. It she looked like I was carrying twins. Yeah. He, well, he, you know, he came out at nine pounds. Um, and he, wow. and now he's, he's like in the top three percentile of babies, mm. his age. I mean, he's wearing two T and he's only, he's, you know, he's only eight months. And so, Wow. Yeah, it was like I, I get it. Like you probably, you were probably already ready by that time, but you would have liked them to cook a little longer. I'm sure. Yeah, I was at the point where I could barely walk, though. So. Yeah, that's how Julia was too. She she was like her hips hurt. She could she couldn't lay down comfortably. I mean, it was it was it was pretty hell for her, and that's why I was like, yeah, come on, come on, buddy, anytime, you know. <laughs> uh, but what's it what's it been like being new parents for you guys, man? How's how's life been? You want me to go first? Yeah, you can go ahead. Okay, so for me, uh, it's it's just, uh, I don't know, it's been knowing that we're now at the, I guess, the light at the end of the tunnel when we've been seeing it for the past year and a half, like we're almost there and or there's some roadblocks, whatever that kind of hinders us from getting to that point. And now that we're at this point, it's like, whoa, this is, this is kind of crazy and in a good way it's not like oh shit i wish you know it had this happen having to happen or whatever i don't know i can't talk but the whole this whole thing too and i guess kind of leading up to i'm sure an, an, uh, um, a topic that we'll talk about later on uh is kind of the whole abortion thing and how i know for her she was already in the anti-abortion pro-life whatever you want to call it camp and i was kind of, i was leaning more towards that camp but i was kind of I guess 75, 25 or 80, 20, whatever you want to say. Uh, I was more on that side, but not a hundred percent, but now going through it and, and especially watching her do what she had to do and uh, get to where we're at now. I'm like at the point where I, I just can't, I just can't understand how someone can go through all of this and just want to be like, okay, well, all the hard work, I'm just going to let it go and, and get rid of it or whatever. And I know there's people out there that say, well, I think women should have the choice or whatever, but when you see the baby in the ultrasound and, and it's moving and everything, it's just, that's, that's a living, breathing 
human in there. And I just, I don't know how anyone can see that and just be like, yeah, I'm okay with killing the baby. And it's, I'm just going to say it's murder. Like, I don't know how he went, well, you know, whatever, fuck it. It's not murder or whatever. It's just a clump of cells, whatever. I mean, we're all clumps of cells really. So I don't know what they're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, And I guess um, going off of that, when they say that it's a clump of cells, it's kind of interesting because we did IVF. Right. So we know right. what our son looked like when he was just a clump of cells. Like right? when he was like when he was an embryo, fer- like literally just fertilized at that point where it was just like he's starting to grow from just a little circle to now just sprouting out and to now he's a baby. It's just it's crazy. Sure, it's it makes it incredibly hard uh, once you hold your baby in your arms, especially to look back and go. Yeah, it'd be okay to kill that off. You know what I mean? Like it makes it, yeah. it does. It makes it very, very extremely hard. And um, you know, it's something that I've grappled with. You know, going from being religious, then to being not religious, going from being a neocon to being mm-hmm. a libertarian. Uh, that was one of those issues that always, I mean, just always really made it hard. I, I, I had it was like me grappling with my own morals in my head you know um mm-hmm. and and the more i thought about it and then you know start having kids and 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 especially my my newest baby and you know looking at my 16 year old and stuff like that and just thinking like man all that could have been erased you know and and this wonderful this these wonderful beings that i have now so it, it is one of those things um but let's let's talk a little bit about the texas law you guys are texans right yep mm-hmm. How's how are things there? Have you have you guys uh, are there like just protests in the streets and is it going insane or what? Well, um, we live kind of like in a smaller town now. Like we used to live in DFW area, so I'm sure that that is probably where a lot of the stuff is happening. So I haven't really seen anything around where we're at, but yeah, yeah, over here it's kind of. I guess just, oh, I guess we're doing this now or something like that. It's kind of weird that, yeah, going from a DFW area to where maybe half of the population was kind of just, not necessarily with with the abortion thing, but like with the masks and everything like that, about half, maybe a little more than half the population was like, I'm not going to wear a mask inside. Or if they had a sign or whatever, it's like, eh, whatever. We'll Mm -hmm. put it up there, but we're not going to enforce it. I do have a little story though that I and I did tweet about this and I did get some shit because I guess that's the type of thing you do on Twitter is you whenever you tweet something you're always gonna have someone that thinks you're a fucking well, idiot. Oh yeah, especially mm-hmm. because it was about private business, blah blah. blah. Yeah, I have a, yeah. I have a whole fan club of people that do that stuff, man. So consider yourself lucky. <laughs> oh, oh, that man. is true. Yeah. I've seen I've seen your fan club. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So. This uh, particular store, I think, I think it was a Whole Foods, or whatever that's around us. And I went in there and they say, you know, put a mask on. And I said, no, nah, I'm okay. So I just kept walking. And I've been in this store before, and they asked if I can put a, if I wanted a mask or put a mask on. I said, no, nah, I'm fine. I walked, and that was it. No one ever went up to me and said, you know, why aren't you wearing a mask? But for some reason, this particular day, one of the employees came up to me and said, hey, uh, you need to put on a mask. And I said. No, I'm fine. So I kept walking. They followed us around the whole store. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we could have gotten out of there quicker if they hadn't followed us around. Right. That's so funny. It's so weird to me because in Iowa, they you know, they had a mask mandate for like a couple weeks, but it never really stuck. And like, mm-hmm. like I just never wore one. My family never wore one. The kids wore them at school briefly. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the only place that ever questioned me was Target. 
and I walked. I tried to walk into Target, and I had already been there without a mask several times. And then one time I tried to go in there, and they're like, uh, "You need a mask," and I'm like, "Ah, I have to wear it. I'm not gonna wear it." You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. every time I put the fucking mask on for like a, an extended period of time, I, I get sick the next day, like every single time. Hmm. And so, and so I was like, uh, I, "I'm not gonna wear it." And he's like, "Well, you gotta wear it." And I was like, "All right, well, I'll leave." And then I just went to Walmart from then on. You know, I, I probably I, those are my people at Walmart, anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> that's like culturally probably where I belong. At more yeah. than Target, I think, uh, <laughs> but uh, but I never put it on, and and uh, I probably I probably wore it five to between five and seven times the entire. Mm-hmm. Like I wore, I had to wear it at the hospital when my son was born. I had to wear it at the hospital when my granddaughter was born. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I I probably put it on three or four times tops the entire eighteen months. Because why wow. why why do it? You know what I mean? Like I wasn't sick. Yeah, have you have you ever had someone or an employee go up to you and say, "Well, if you don't put the mask on, they're going to call the cops on you"? Have you ever had that happen to you? No, because I would I would shame them so loudly. (laughs) Does that happen to you? Does that happen to you? That's that's where that went. That um, after a while, he was he followed us around every aisle that we went to, even though we were only looking for two things. And then he was like, he was telling him that we're going to have to call the cops and get you arrested if you don't put on the mask. Mm Did you did you call him a fascist? Tell me what it. Well, I mean, like I said in the tweet, I mean, I was like, okay, well, I, we have to get the stuff here because it's it's only at this particular store, at least as far as I know, it's only in the store. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll put the fucking mask on because I, I don't know. And you know, people can say, well, you're a pussy because you know you you fucking uh, what is it? you you uh, consented to wearing a mask, or maybe I wasn't to uh i don't know like you were saying i should have called him a fascist and people were saying you should have done this you should have done that it's like yeah maybe after afterthought i should have done it yeah but right. at the particular, well, it's like whatever at the fun. time it wasn't convenient for us because we were in a hurry and yeah yeah we were like okay we just got to get out of here yeah so. so so now i'm at that point where if we have to go to this whole foods i'm just gonna either she'll just go in by herself or we'll just have to find somewhere else to because we go to other grocery stores too, so it's not like this is the only one we go to. But just for these particular items that we were looking for, they were pretty much only at the store. And so I don't know, but like maybe we can kind of compensate and figure something out. But it's it, the whole thing is just dumb. The fact that these employees, and I know they're just doing their job or whatever, they're just doing their job. They're just following orders because you know, like Nazis or whatever. But I don't. The whole thing was just dumb to think that they're going to call the cops. And I even said this, like, so you're going to call the cops on me because I'm not wearing a mask. Like that doesn't sound ridiculous to you. Like the fact that you're going to call, you're going to dial 911 and say, yeah, someone's not wearing a mask in our <laughs> fucking store. Like that to me, I would, I, if I, if I was an employee and I was a, and someone said what I just said to that employee, I would have been like, yeah, that is pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, no shit. Could you, you know, could you imagine being a cop though? And, and going to a store to arrest somebody because they didn't put their mask on. Like, could you imagine or, how like you have to just so feel tedious. like an absolute pussy. Yeah, you know what I mean. You like, know, how many how many of your department's rape kits are tested, and you're worried about this guy wearing not wearing a mask? Right. I have a friend whose husband is a cop, and she said that he feels so ridiculous. I don't know why he still does it, but I guess you know he wants to keep his job. I guess. Um, but he had to arrest people for uh, having more than five people or something at a party. Oh my! This was God. like back when yeah. <laughs> back when they had like a a limit of of how many people could be in one area, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, but he had to do stuff like that. 
Well, let's talk a little bit more about the slot. First of all, let me let me address some of these super chats I got because I, I love I love my super chatters. Uh, Nick Ashley says five dollars super chat. He said, "Love you guys and your wholesome content." Sh- Shane's dad jokes are a one. He was definitely prepared to be a father. Boom. Top boom. Yeah. Roasted. Top lops to two dollars super chat. He said, "Who's watching Baby Scalf?" Parents. Yeah. My parents. Are they? They're from out of town, right? They're like in from out of town right now. Yeah, they're they're finally able to come visit us so nice. no we just handed off to some random person hey can you take care of hey please take, yeah. please take i hate my daughter would do that uh john clemmer five dollar super chat he said here you go young man go win vice chair in the lp or something i appreciate it. i'm gonna try my very hardest i promise uh let's so let's talk a little more about this this law i mean okay uh is this is this a law you guys support in texas see you were saying that there's like something about the law where it's um it seems a little bit um yeah, because I thought it was just like, wasn't it just like banning abortion after six weeks or something? Something like that. After six yeah. weeks, and I think the only people that can actually get in trouble for it are the people who uh, do like, the abortion. Oh, okay, so like like medical professionals. Yeah, or yeah. I have to look at the law again. I'm pretty sure that's what I'll look it up while you guys talk a little bit about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It. I mean. Oh, the 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 tattletaling thing, that thing. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That was so. I I mean, I didn't really kind of dive deep into it. Probably than I should have. But yeah, I was seeing people saying, "Well, you if if you suspect someone of of uh, having performed an abortion, then I guess you can tell on them or something like that." I don't know. There's some weird language in there, but I mean, I'm kind of at a point, and I see it with other aspects too where especially in the libertarian sphere since that's kind of where we're more uh, ingrained with i guess is that well i don't want to use the state to do something that kind of is in our favor or something we like or whatever mm-hmm. and i mean I'll, I'll be honest and say that if it was something like this where i was like okay well like i was saying earlier i'm now anti-abortion and pro-life and it's something that's like, okay well if you're gonna if you're going to do this law where it helps, I guess, I don't know, stroke my ego or whatever you want to call it, it's like, okay, well, that's great. And I see it with other aspects too, where, you know, and I, I'm sorry, I keep kind of like going off in tangents. Oh, sure, about do, it, do it, man. It's, you got things, time. Whatever. Okay. But like, you know, like the like private business and say, well, a private business should have a right to, if, if they want to ask for a vaccine passport or, or mask mandate or whatever, and then that's their, that's the right or whatever. I mean, we're, we're living in reality and it's not like the state's going to be, it's going to be over tomorrow or whatever. So if, if some law or so, or something that the state is going to help in terms of advancing Liberty, I know that's like weird and crazy for someone the state advancing Liberty way retarded. <laughs> but if, if it's going to, like in that rare instance where it's going to actually be like that, where it's say, okay, well, uh, I don't want uh, the states like, okay, well, vaccine passports are going to be banned or whatever. Then for me, and you can give me shit or whatever. It's like, okay, well, that's great because I don't, that's going to limit the, especially if I don't have a vaccine passport and say every single store around me says, well, you're going to have to have a vaccine passport in order to shop here. Okay, well, now what am I going to do? Now I'm fucked. I can't go anywhere. I'm going to have to now start being a, I'm going to have to start being a farmer. Like I grow my own food. And it's not like anyone can just pick up and Someone's do that. Someone's going to be like, like, that. Yeah. be like, yeah, well, that's what we want you to do. 
the libertarians. So we yeah, do it ourselves. But no, look, but not like, yeah. But, sorry. Okay, like in in regards to the abortion law, what do you think though? I don't want babies to get killed. So if it's going to help with that, then I'm fine with it. And oh, if that doesn't make me real libertarian, then I'm not real libertarian. If that makes me not libertarian, then I'm not libertarian. Who gives a shit? I don't care. Well, here's you say what you, whatever name or or anything you want to call me, then that's what I am. I'm just Shane. That's who I. Yeah, I'm a fascist. I'm a Nazi. I'm a I'm whatever. <laughs> then that's who I am. But I'm Shane. That's that's who I'm going to be forever. So I'm a Shane Atari. Yeah, yeah, I had I had a funny. Yeah. Uh, I had this conversation with Jeff Deist. Um, uh, he he was talking about how people are constantly talking shit about his uh you know uh uh blood and soil speech that he gave yeah. and, and saying he's not a real libertarian because he believes only in private property uh borders and stuff like this and doesn't think that you know during the welfare uh state being open that immigration should be free free and all this shit and uh and i was like how do you know how you deal with that he's like look if they're gonna call me not a libertarian fine they can have the fucking word i don't care like i'm you know what i mean like i'm not gonna he says i'm not gonna one of the coolest lines he said, I think, I think he was the one that said it, but he said he's not gonna, he's not gonna change his principles for a word. You know what I mean? Like, and and I get that too. Like I, you know, and and like I said, abortion is a, a something that I've gone back and forth on. It's a really hard issue because to the people who believe it's murder, it's murder. Yeah. yeah. And most people believe that if there's some kind of law and order in a society, that murder should be illegal. I mean, I think probably mm-hmm. probably ninety five percent of us agree on that in this in this whole world. Ninety five people. Unless you're a murderer. Man. Unless you're yeah. a murderer, you be- you believe <laughs> yeah. that murder should be illegal. And so, to a lot of people, uh, abortion is murder. And so, to those people, of course, they're going to see this law as a good thing. To the people that don't see abortion as murder, which I have a hard time seeing, you know what I mean? Like I have a hard as somebody who uh, not only went to nursing school and and had uh, labor and delivery and child development and all this shit like forced and beat into my head, um, but also has kids and saw the progression of, of a fetus and saw, you know, the early, uh, ultrasound pictures and, you know, even some of the later ultrasound pictures and realized there was a baby in there. There was a living being in there with a heartbeat and everything. Um, but, but to the people who think it is murder, they have, they have problems. Uh, you know, the, the people who think it's not murder, they have problems seeing that it's not murder. And so they think that women should be able to remove this thing from their body. So it's it's a really hard issue because no one is ever going to agree on this issue. Like yeah. ever. Right. Not ever, ever, ever is everyone gonna agree on this issue. And and to the libertarian circles, it's like, you know, uh who was it? Who was it? I just shared this post. Uh oh man. King Libertarian or something on Twitter. He he said he said, Listen, none of you Lolberts need to worry about abortion because none of you are ever gonna have sex with a woman. Hi kids. Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down. Down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Oh, right. That was yeah. hilarious. I died laughing. But it's it's it, that that statement without the second half is kind of true. None of the libertarians, none of the libertarians. It's not something that we have literally any any uh, uh, recourse over. 
influence. Yeah. I mean, we have no political influence. I mean, we don't have any at the federal. We have two state legislators in the entire country. The only place we have any influence on the abortion debate is in Wyoming. That's it. They're both in Wyoming. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Wyoming's got some pretty strict abortion rules already. So it's it's like, uh, why are we constantly arguing about it when it's just a wedge issue created to keep us separated? You know what I mean? And um, yeah. If you look at the party, you know, I think the stance on abortion is a little weak, but uh, there's people in the in the party who like that stance on abortion. You know, the we don't take a side because we think there's good faith arguments on both sides of this issue, um, which I think it'd be better to just leave the shit out and let, let candidates yeah. specifically state what they believe because it's an individual thing. Yeah. Um, but but, you know, to the to the larger uh, uh, movement, it's just such a divide all the time. It's like the immigration debate. You know what mm. I mean? Immigration is at the federal level. Who do we have elected at a federal level that's a libertarian? No one. Zero. Yeah, yeah. Crickets. How We have no influence over that debate whatsoever. None. So we're arguing amongst ourselves in, in a thought experiment half the time about what we should do with immigration when we ha- literally have no say in it and never probably are going to have any until we get some federal uh, legislators, which is a long way out. A long way. Yeah, so kind of what I was saying, since we're living in this world, we're living in a society where we live under a state, we live under a federal government that has pretty much put their boot on our our necks for who knows how long. When there's that rare instance where, oh, oh, shit, they're going to they're going to give us some some liberties. Ooh, then awesome. But but these libertarians or these people, they live in this fantasy land in their head where they go, well, I'm a I'm a principled libertarian and I don't think that I don't believe in that. Oh, OK, well, you can be as consistent and as principled as you can possibly be. You're still going to be walking into that boxcar because it's, it's owned by fucking Walmart or whatever. Well, can I point out something? Um, one thing I think is sad is that um, like women around my age or like, you know, around our age group, mm-hmm. maybe younger, or maybe older. um, they seem like they're more concerned nowadays of whether they can have an abortion rather than um, like how to take advantage of their fertility window. So to me, that's kind of sad. Well, especially going through the like IVF. That just says something about society when they're like really worried about that, but not worried at all about their fertility window. Yeah. And going through the IVF thing and everything like that, you, you did like so much research and s- so many things I had like no like this whole IVF world was just like I, I didn't even know it even existed. And before we... someone says that IVF is also related to abortion, because some people a lot of like a lot of Catholics will make this argument. Um, a lot of people will not destroy their embryos. So like for us, our embryos are our children. Mm-hmm. So like that argument is stupid because there's a and, there, and there's such a thing as embryo adoption too, where yeah. people will adopt the the leftover embryos if like more than more children are created than they wanted in their family. So um, there are solutions to that. Yeah, and, and Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure uh, like you have some adopted children, correct? Yeah, uh, the two of them are my my actually my daughters. My 16-year-old daughter's younger siblings, they're uh, 10 and 7. They just turned 10 and 7. And uh, they're my ex-wife's kids, and they were going to go to foster care. And I was able to, through kinship, get guardianship of them. And now we're working on the adoption. But, yeah, that's that's how we got them. So, so like, how how hard of a process is that? How much of a fucking pain in the ass is that? Because horrible. there's people that, yeah, there's people that will say, well, why don't you just adopt? Okay, well, I have $50,000 lying around. I can just go adopt a child somewhere. 
Yeah. You know, I had to go. I had to go through the proper channels to do all this stuff. It's not just, well, I guess now I have a kid. Snap my fingers. Now I have another kid. It's it's not how it works. Yeah, you just go to Walmart and you pick one up for five. Right. Yeah. Like, five, a, like like a gun. You just go there and pick. You know, pick a gun. They go boom. You have a gun. If get we your, lived in Rothbard society, there would be an open market on adoption. Okay. Yeah, but we don't live in Rothbard <laughs> society, know, so know. you know. I know it's it is it is uh, extremely hard, and um, I was very I was very very fortunate. Um, it's not even really that easy to get guardianship of kids that aren't yours. Um, you know, unless the mother or or whoever the guardian is like can sign those rights over to you or something like that. I was yeah. I had to get a lawyer. I had to go into a court in a state I'm not from, uh, and I had to uh, uh, fight basically to get this this kinship put through. It's not something that's normal. It's not something that happens all the time. I mean, if if I was related to them by blood, like grandma or uncle or aunt, it would be much easier. Um, mm-hmm. But the state was going to take them and put them in foster care. So so I mean, I drove down that weekend. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was easy to get my daughter, obviously, you know, we, I had never lost custody of my daughter. So it was like, it just, it, I didn't even really have to do anything except that's, you know, sign some paperwork so that I was the primary custody. Um, yeah. but, but to get her two siblings, it was like, it was kind of like a do or die situation. They were going to be split up. It would have been very hard on them cause they had gone through a lot together. Um, and so I, you know, I went down there and got a lawyer and fought and, and got them pretty quickly. Um, and now I have permanent, cu- I have permanent guardianship, permanent guardianship. So on the paperwork, it's, it's indefinitely, it's forever. Um, but that doesn't afford us like certain things, you know what I mean? That we would like yeah. to get. And, um, so, so that, you know, that next step is an adoption and it's just, it's a horrendous, horrendous ordeal. It's very, very hard to do. So, uh, if, if anybody's ever done it, you guys know what I'm talking about. And, uh, if you, if you have any, any pointers for me, let me know. So. Um, but yeah, it's, it's incredibly hard, man. It is, is not an easy thing to do. Um, and, uh, you know, the state could make it a lot easier for sure. Yeah. And just kind of, I guess, as like a summary, it's not easy. I mean, maybe you'll have some outliers where it's like, well, it was, it was kind of one, two, three easy for me, but for some other people, it's going to be, it's going to take who knows how long to get that kid. You know, some people they'll adopt a kid from another country. And I'm sure for them it takes forever. Oh yeah, because you got to get citizenship and all that right. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. So like, yeah. So anyone that just says, "Well, why don't you just adopt instead of you know going through IVF or anything like that?" Okay, well maybe we can start a GoFundMe and we can put it to one hundred thousand dollars, and then they go give us the money, we'll adopt or whatever, you know. Right. But we're not we're not going that route. So. I don't know. I, well, I mean, and, and who who the fuck is anybody to tell you guys that you shouldn't try to have right. your own children in the first place? Yeah, it was something People that was feel yeah. entitled to do that once you are out with infertility. I don't know why they feel like it's you. They try to push this obligation that like, oh, well, you're you're uh, going through infertility, so I guess you are obligated now to adopt. Just bullshit. Yeah. And and even if you wanted to adopt, why could why couldn't you adopt and still try to have your own children? I mean, that's what our plan is. Like after um, after we have our second child, which is our well, um, if everything works out right, because mm-hmm. um, we have another embryo, um, then instead of going through IVF again, we wanted to adopt other em- embryos. So we would do it's, embryo adoption is kind of cool because it kind of solves the problem of having extra embryos. Uh, for other couples who had like too many mm-hmm. um so you can adopt them and then so they're not biologically related to you but you grew them inside your own womb huh. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. even know much about that. That's wild. That's a wild. It's, it's kind of like surrogacy too, where you know, like if so, usually for gay couples or, or uh, couples or like a, a mother that isn't able to actually hold the baby in their womb for whatever reason, they'll have a surrogate do it. It's it's kind of similar right. in, in a way. It's like that, but you're but it's your right, child, right? Yeah, because yeah, a surrogate, you mean, and they still have to be implanted with semen and all that stuff. Yeah. So oh, and and sorry to interrupt, but another thing too about all this is that some people. I know this is going to sound crazy, Josh, and to everyone watching and listening, but sometimes when you have sex and, and the man finishes inside the woman, pregnancy isn't 100% guaranteed. Right. So, you know, that was news to me because I was under the impression, oh, well, boom, I, I'm done. Okay, well, I guess now you're pregnant. You're like, no, first that's time. Not how boom. It, it's not always happens like that. Did it. First time. Champion. You're like, wait a minute. It didn't, it didn't work? What, what do you mean it didn't work? That's, yeah. It's very so easy, it's not it's not 100% guarantee. And I think even if, even if you do it where, uh, like, she's in her, uh, what is like her, her fertile window? Yeah, her fertile window. Like, again, all it's only this is like, 33% chance. Yeah. It's so, again, it's not a guarantee that's going to happen. So everyone's like, well, maybe you should go on. You know, and I'm not like going to be criticized. I'm just saying there's some people that say, well, just if you just go on the birth control pill or you wear a con. If, okay, maybe if she's, if she's not in her fertile window and you still have sex, a less of a chance of getting pregnant but if she's in her fertile window 30 33% chance right yeah. so unless yeah. you're I unless you're to... unless you're me who every time i look at a woman right. wrong, she gets pregnant so right exactly yeah, unless yeah. you're joshua smith who just has <laughs> the, the sperm of a champion or something i don't know what's going on it's there it's the smith sperm think about how many smith <laughs> yeah. think about how many smiths there are out there there's a reason for that that is true yeah you know there's uh, a reason for that it's uh it's one of those things man i don't i don't know i i literally look look at a woman once and pregnant I don't know what it is. Yeah, you just have that look. I it's guess. the blue eyes, I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's been funny uh, seeing on Twitter with this uh, whole abortion debate lately because people are freaking out saying like, I don't know. I've seen like several tweets like this and they're all from like different women, uh, mostly blue check marks. And they're all saying like uh, women should. Yeah. Women in Texas should stop having sex with men until they uh, are uh, supportive of of abortion and i'm like well i guess you just solved the problem yeah. then good luck in texas i mean abstinence is uh one good way to prevent yeah. pregnancy yeah. so you, there you go could you imagine like a redneck texas girl hearing like a big huge ford truck diesel like rolling up and a dude get out with cowboy hats and boots and then her being like i'm not gonna sleep with that guy yeah right <laughs> i'm just kidding i used to live in texas i lived in dallas briefly but it's, uh, huh. it's a little different than that, but yeah, it's just, it's the, you know, the whole, the whole thing is just insane to me like this, I, you know, like, okay, let's say I don't want to legislate, um, my morality in the abortion debate. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's say that I don't, even if I don't think there should be legislation for it, I still think it's disgusting that there are people, not just women, people out there that are upset that they can't kill their baby after six months or after six weeks. I think that's disgusting. I think, I think it really is, you know, maybe there's, you know, there are some medical reasons uh, to abort, to, to terminate a pregnancy that happens. I understand that. Um, there, I, I, I gotta imagine that it'd be very, very hard to carry a baby to term after you've been raped. I understand that. You know, uh, I know a lot of religious people make the the debate that it was God's, you know, God's will and this and that and this and that. But I still mm -hmm. understand. I don't believe it. Um, right. The, the trauma that goes along with rape. I understand that it would be very, very hard uh, for a woman to, to deal with that. What's that? Um, that but, other libertarian's name, Carrie. Oh, Carrie Baldwin. Carrie Baldwin. Um, 
she spoke about, um, you know, like uh, abortion. Well, yeah, she did a so with, form debate with Walter Block. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She did. Oh, a yeah, because he talks. He, he's got that evictionism. Right. Yeah. Which to me yeah. doesn't make any sense unless the science catches up with it. But anyway. Right. Um, so like her, she was arguing for the um, not aborting even after rape. And she had some really good points. So if anyone wants to like is interested in that aspect of it, then I would recommend listening to that debate. A yep. woman saying if you're raped, don't abort. Oh, my gosh. It's hey, nice to me. Well, what happened? Yeah, see, that's that is the hard. That is the hard. That's a hard thing. I I gotta I gotta I gotta believe that being raped and then being forced to carry a baby from a rape yeah. is is that is you getting pregnant outside of your own will, completely one hundred percent. If you're just having sex, enjoying sex, knowing that you can get pregnant, not using any contraceptives, I think that it's disgusting that you would take on that responsibility and then terminate a, a, a pregnancy after a heartbeat is there and all that stuff. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I stand on it. Even if I do believe that there should be no legislation, even if I do believe that the state should be abolished because I am an anarchist in my heart of hearts. Yeah. I, I, I believe 100% that it's disgusting and, uh, you should be ashamed of yourself if you're applauding, uh, people for doing that. You that's kind of where I stand too. Um, cause it's kind of like, well, to me, well, abortion is murder, so it's kind of like asking me, like, should we, like, stop legislating murder? Right. So I'm just well, kind of like, well... That, that's what somebody asked me uh, to earlier. They're like, do you... Uh, how, where, do, how, where do you stand on the Texas heartbeat bill? Do you support it? And I said, do you support, uh, you know, relinquishing the laws on murder? Yeah. yeah. You know, do you? Because to, to me, abortion is murder. So... Like, you know, I don't think that people should be allowed to do it, but I also I am a staunch advocate of abolishing the state. Um, and in that regard, it would have to take on some different kind of form of of uh, uh, legislation. You know what I mean? So so uh, it's 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 like I said, it's always been a hard issue for me. Um, you know, I don't believe in legislating morality, but I also think that murder's bad and, and that, you know, that should be a societal morality that murder is bad. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, I feel like that's like the last thing that we should tackle if we're talking about like taking down the state. Like maybe like murder laws should be the last thing that we're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, at least one of them. Yeah, age of consent laws too. Right, they're they're way down on the list for me. Way down on the list, like like dead last almost. Well, yeah, Yeah. especially nowadays where (laughs) you know this whole covid thing and the mask and, and the vaccine yeah, they got passport. more important things yeah to worry about. you know and, and again kind of going back with the whole like libertarians arguing about whatever is more important than something else there are and, and i'm sure you've seen this too josh because you're in the thick of it where you see libertarians be like you know we need more people to vote libertarian we need more people to be libertarians but then when someone says something that they don't like well I think you should get the fuck out and we don't need you. And you're not oh, a real. Okay. So, okay. So if you want to outreach and you want to help, you want to talk to people and, and, and maybe like with the, uh, the abortion issue, for example, and if you don't, if you don't believe in uh, like pro-life or whatever, have better education to let women and men know, Hey, if you do this then this could happen and kind of give that insight and put it in their mind that, okay, well, harm reduction. Right. Right. right exactly. But with some libertarians, they say, well, and, and I see what like the Mises caucus when they when they kind of criticize the Mises caucus for 
like, I guess, alienating other people or for talking to people that aren't libertarians. Well, the libertarians who are criticizing the Mises caucus for doing that are doing pretty much the exact same thing. Oh, like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to those people. Right. Okay. Well you stay in your bubble and you stay in your little box and you stay getting your foot, uh, your, your head smashed by the boot of the state and just continue on this cycle of snowball. It's just going to continuing on until you die. So, you know, what am I supposed to do about that? Right. And we live in, and we live in this again, live in a world where you, you can be a staunch anarchist. You can be the biggest state hater, but you know, at the end of the day, that quote unquote representative that re- that's supposed to represent you, it's their decision whether or not something is going to happen or not. So you can protest as much as you want. Hey, I don't want this to happen. Well, that person goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, the war in Iraq thing. Yeah, fuck that. I know you guys don't want that to happen, but guess what? I'm voting for it anyway. So screw you. Right. So, you know, what, what's how's you know, and I know sometimes protesting does work, but it's not like it's a guarantee it's going to happen because at the end of the day, it's that person who's writing the bill or voting on whatever's going to be passed into law. It's their decision. It's not like. January 6th, people coming in and say, yeah, well, guess what? Now we're in charge. Shit, I wish that would have happened if they actually were in charge. I'm sure, I don't know if society would be any better, but it'd at least be a lot more funny. True. Well, you know, people get the people get the government they vote for. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's always been my thing, too, is like, is like, hey, look, you guys have been voting for Republicans and Democrats, the lesser of two evils forever, and uh, all the policies that you guys have to deal with every day are your own fucking fault. Because you continue yeah. to enforce the system with these shitty leaders and politicians who have never had to live a life like you've had to live. You know, they, they've always been almost everybody in, in Congress and, and the Senate and uh, right. even a lot of state legislators and, and, and governors especially had grew up very affluent and, and always had money and never had to live the struggle. Why don't you guys start, uh, you know, electing some blue collar people who have lived the struggle like you have and understand, uh, the everyday problems, you know what I mean? Um, and you're not going to find those two, uh, those people in the Republicans or Democrats. Cause guess what? They're a special club and, uh, under a certain, uh, dollar amount made every year is not a welcome in that club. Uh, occasionally an outlier will get in there someone like AOC, who was a, just a lowly bartender, um, or, a, a, a economics major, I guess she tries to say in college, but, uh, yeah, she, yeah, that's what happens when you let the commies educate you. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, you get the government you vote for, man. And, uh, that's, that's what you got. And, uh, yeah. you fuck all, all the people who don't want that government and didn't vote for that government. So, um, and you know, every time these people applaud authoritarian laws of any sort, they always come back to bite them in the ass eventually, you know? The Patriot Act, uh, NDAA, uh, these 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 COVID mandates. I mean, this shit will all come back to bite the people who voted for it, who applauded it, who cheered it on. It will all come back to bite them in the ass in the end. I promise. Yeah. I mean, you see that uh, now with the whole COVID stuff and how you see some right wingers and conservatives they're kind of getting red pilled on the police, like, oh shit, I was back to blue. Now I'm kind of questioning my my allegiance to that, and so you kind of see that. So it's it's pretty interesting. That one's really cool to me. But the cooler thing is that the Republicans are now supporting like holistic health and like oh, like yeah. clean food and shit. I'm like, what yeah, the fuck yeah. is going on here? This is crazy. Now the Democrats want like a police state and just insane to me. 
Yeah, it's weird. Uh, but we're getting close to the end of the uh, of the public stream, so we can get into a members only stream just for a couple minutes at least, because I know you guys are on time constraint. But uh, what mm-hmm. do you guys got coming up next? Where can people find you, support you, watch you, follow you, all that great stuff? Okay, well, I'm gonna try as best I can to try and get all of it uh, and do my uh, do the plugs that I can that I can do. So uh, we we do have a podcast called What's Happening that uh, we haven't. Uh, put out a new episode since June uh, because, you know, we have a, a baby that we're taking care of right now. And uh, so, but hopefully we'll be able to try and get that started up again soon. And you can find that on YouTube, Odyssey, uh, BitChute, and you can follow me on Twitter at Shane Scoff. That's yeah, right there on the, on the scroll there and the ticker. And then uh, for you. Yeah. And then my Twitter is at Petit Nick. I can't even say my name. Good Petite job. Nikoko. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm mostly just on there now because we haven't had time to podcast because we have a newborn. And I'm sure anyone who ha- who's had a newborn understands that uh, your, your schedule goes it's, around their schedule. It's pretty much your 24-7. It could take life. you guys a year to get back to it. Trust me. <laughs> I uh thank thankfully my my fiance is like super mom and and keeps all the kids quiet upstairs for an hour every night when I do my show but um there's been a couple shows where I'm like I might have to run halfway through the show I'll go upstairs <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, you know yeah see like I guess we could start the show but it would just have to be you yeah if I first, it would just yeah. be uh, uh the Shane Scalp show or you guys could record and do it late at night when the baby's sleeping that's the be- that's 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 what so Julia has started a channel now. Uh, called mm-hmm. Julia Annalise. It's not on YouTube yet. She's gonna she's gonna put it up when I get her first video edited. But she's doing uh, right behind the monitor where you guys are at. I set up a green screen and lighting, and I take my camera and put it over there and record her, and then do some vlogging stuff with her. And uh, I'm now learn- teaching myself Adobe Premiere uh, Pro, which, by the way, mm-hmm. not fucking easy. Uh, very very hard. No. Um, but I have a, a, a really good friend who ta- taught me some of the ropes, and I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. I'm getting really good at it now. Um, but her, cha- she comes down in the middle of the night and records her her stuff so that she can get it recorded, and then I do the editing. So, you know, you guys will find ways to do teamwork stuff that'll make it work. I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot having a baby. But uh, you guys know I'm a big fan of yours. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on Break the Cycle. If you could just wait like two minutes while I close out this stream, then we'll get the members only stream started. Thank you for having us. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. All right, guys. Another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Uh, Shane and Nico are so cool. Go follow them. Go check out their podcast. Watch old episodes until they can get new episodes going because they are really fun to watch. And uh, they're they're just a lot of fun, man. Seriously, like uh, they 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 give you like cringe of the day and all kinds of great stuff. It's a lot of fun. Um, I do want to uh, address some of these super chats before I close this out real quick uh, that I missed during them being on. But uh, let's see, Nicholas Marshall, thank you for the five dollar super chat. He says the Texas abortion law is allowing people to sue if the procedure is performed after a heartbeat is detected. Hmm. Uh, uh, I'm gonna get it wrong again, Phoebes. Phoebe, God, how do I? Phobies. Is that is that how, did I do it right this time? Uh, $5 Super Chat. We've seen many businesses attempt to mandate vax and it's blown up in their face. Violating business owners' property rights is not a valid solution. Fair. You know where you know my feelings. I made them very, very apparent on uh, on Twitter the other day. Uh, Roy Cephas Jorgensen. By the way, I saw that you became a channel member uh, today or yesterday. Thank you so much for being the newest member of the Break the Cycle YouTube channel. Uh, he says it's not a Shane show if he doesn't blow up every five minutes, but his blow ups are so polite and awesome. 
Uh, Fubadoo, two dollars super chat. We live in a society, yes, a society. Uh, guys, thank you so much for for coming and hanging out with me and uh, Shane and Nico. We're gonna go and get over to that members only chat, but uh, if you could, real quick, check out toplofsa.com for all your wonderful graphic design needs. Like this read me, not Mars shirt that I'm wearing now. Uh, you can get a ten percent discount by using BTC at checkout, or you can join the the Patreon, subscribe star, or become a member of the YouTube channel to get into the uh, private Discord server. If you're not in the private Discord server, please email me at Joshua dot break the cycle at gmail.com i will make sure i get you in there if you show me proof of you being a channel member on youtube and of course executive producer of the show anthem planning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs check them out today see what they can do for your business home or personal life they're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at um let's see uh what do we got coming up next uh Oh, uh, oh, guys, uh, I'm going to do a special show tomorrow, Monday night, with uh, Miss Karen Ann Harlos, who was just removed from the uh, LNC. It's going to be a good show. I promise you want to be there. Uh, for the rest of the week, Tuesday, I got Eric Heiler coming on. Uh, uh, Ossie Ann Cap will be on on Wednesday talking about the stuff going on in Australia. Uh, the ninth is a special 100th episode. We're going to have some special guests. You guys are definitely going to want to be there. And then on Friday, John Hudak from the Fakertarians will be here to tell me why I shouldn't have uh, certain people on my podcast. We're going to have a great little debate there. I promise you, you won't want to miss those fireworks. But I will see you tomorrow for my show with Karen Ann Harlos. Until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain. The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and refrain. But I just spent it in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do. So when any violence you commit, I am not an excuse. Cause I just spent it in Minecraft. But Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold. Accusations of incitement getting totally old. Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just meant it in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a course In Minecraft, just in